1: the power of their data wasabi, another Boston-based championship team. This is the High Hopes Podcast. High Hopes. It's a bunch of baseball nerds, well, without the computers, talking about the Philadelphia Phillies on radio.com and sports radio 94 WIP. Yo it is
2: another edition of the high hopes podcast jack it's Vinny velasquez day yay, yay! everything's fine it's all we waited for all <laughs> <a off> season <laughs> yes. the day has finally arrived vincent velasquez is pitching tonight coming up later we'll dive into this Nat series but we have to look back jack Let's uh, look back, Jack. How about that? Yeah. A little rhyme there. Look back, Jack. I didn't even think about it wow. when I did it. It just happened.
0: Have you been reading too many uh, lullabies, to yeah. Zoe? <laughs> little, and little, you're starting to get a little, little, little too much
2: Dr. Seuss in my life. <laughs> you think days. you're a poet now? I like it. All right. Wow. Let's look back to the weekend. Ten uh, 4 victory on Friday. A six-two loss on Saturday. Sadly, we were in person for that one. Don't
0: really remember this. <laughs> s- I don't either. Six-three. <laughs> Jack minutes.
2: and I made the mistake of <laughs> drinking a beer that was fifteen percent alcohol before the game didn't work out great for either of us.
0: No, not at all. No, I uh,
2: felt like, you know what?
0: I don't, I I don't, like, Jill driving is never a good scenario, <laughs> but she had to drive home from Philly, and like, usually I'm like, I'm never letting you drive, yeah. but like, I was like, you need, you it, have to or drive. else we're stranded here until eight at night, <laughs> Till at least eight at night, so, um... Frustrating game Saturday, I think. <laughs> like uh, I think, uh, I think uh, it was a frustrating game. It was. Uh, dude? I don't even think we watched the last four innings. So I think we're just arguing about Jerry Garcia <laughs> and John, John Mayer.
2: Mayer, which I'm still right about.
0: I mean, everyone disagrees with you, but it's okay. No, um, it was way let's, more. Anyway, let's move on to yes. A, a, let's
2: talk baseball. When people actually want to listen because no one wants <laughs> to hear us argue about Jerry Garcia <laughs> and John Mayer. <laughs> all right, let's uh, let's go to Friday and then we'll get to we have rewatched Saturday. I know, I do know yeah. what happened now. Uh, <laughs> yeah. All right, let's start with Friday. All I remember is that
0: Saturday felt like it went by. Fast, it went quick, like all of a sudden, game. all of a sudden, it was like, Oh, we're leaving now. No,
2: and now I'm just wrecked for Sunday because yeah. I'm so hungover. So that was great. <laughs> Don't turn 37, kids.
0: Yeah, all right, wow. uh, all right, wow, you're Nelson Cruz. i so
2: old. you're older I'm, than Rocco Baldelli. I am, I'm younger than Cruz, though. Cruz 38, almost 39. Oh, okay, so there's like one baseball player left. too. Right. I'm speaking of very, Rocco Baldelli, I think about that all the time, though. I always do the I can call them kids because they're actually kids yeah. to me. So. Sad. Yeah. But, uh, Marco Sad. Baldelli,
0: word. talk about, like, not feeling good about your manager. <laughs> I thought he made some egregious decisions yeah, he this He wasn't very good this week. He weekend. kept pitching lefties to Reese, and Reese is like, okay. Cool. I'll take that one. Thanks, Thank buddy. You. Thank you very much.
2: Reese, back. We'll get to that. All yes, right. Yes, let's yes, start on Friday. Friday. Um, first and foremost, Pavetta got the win. Yeah, Pavetta was all matter. <laughs> Us people who have Nick Pavetta on their fantasy team know that he got that win. I can't baby.
0: believe you play in a wins league. That's so sad.
2: Well, I mean. Wins are gross. It's. I I agree with you. I've long been a hater of wins, but there isn't a real good. I mean, quality starts isn't much better. Yeah. Wow, well, Six innings, three runs. Like, wow, great. Yeah, it's not yeah. much better. There's no real good stat for that. I'm with you. So we just go with the classic wins. But I, I've You're railed against it. I'm old school when it comes to <laughs> fantasy baseball. What can I say? All right. Pavetta, yes. Not his best outing. Gritted through five innings. Obviously, getting a five spot in the first inning to back helps. you up helps. What would you think?
0: All right, uh, the state of Pavetta. Let's let state
2: of Pavetta. Let's get, let's get I feel right. like we need some like presidential music in the background or something.
0: Yeah. Um. So I thought Pavetta. I think last year's Pavetta allows like six six or seven runs there.
2: I, okay. For, so there's a positive take here. I like this. I don't
0: think he I don't I really don't think he pitched that bad. Like obviously, I mean first it was freaking 35 degrees and, and raining. raining. And gross out. It Agre- was horrible out. Like I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt there a little bit because as a guy who got rocked in that weather (laughs) his freshman year, um, (laughs) I just see that level of sympathy for the guy. I thought he got, I thought he got into a decent rhythm um, heading into the fifth inning. Mm -hmm. Um, The fifth inning is when the error happened that allowed the fourth run to come home and and that wasn't great. Uh, Just made some, he was missing, he's just, he's been missing with his fastball all season long and I just feel like he hasn 't gotten to the point where he's actually unleashing all this stuff i thought I thought in this third inning of, of Friday Nights game, I thought he started to find some rhythm with his curveball and, and, and whatnot It's just that the location looks like it's off it looks like it looks like he's aiming rather than throwing. And those just aren't good aren't good recipes for being a, a successful pitcher. It, he looks so much different than how he looked in spring training. He doesn't look as confident, um, and I, I wonder if the pressure of him being the breakout guy and and being the guy that's going to lead this or help lead this staff has been a little bit too much for him. Um, I didn't think he pitched great. I don't think he pitched nearly as bad as people made it out to be some some places, um, but. I hope it was weather-related. And what a lot of people don't understand, so the, the one thing that is something to definitely monitor, I think, from that game, was that in the third or maybe fourth or fifth inning, he started starting like 93 miles an hour and 92 miles an hour. And sometimes when your cleats get all clogged up, it's harder to get a grip and it's harder to just finish and you feel like you're slipping on the mound and you can't really... Fully finish your pitches, but if he's doing that on a perfect day and his arms, if it's down to 93, like that's, that's definitely something to be concerned about. Um, but it wasn't a brutal Pavetta day. It was not a great Pavetta day. And, uh, I, I was encouraged by the last couple innings.
2: Um, I think it's a big start for him on Wednesday against Hellickson, and we'll get to the preview oh, of the if series they lose coming to Jeremy up. Yeah, mean. that's what I yeah, look it's <laughs> like, to the point where and look, we talk about this a lot in the and it's hard because a lot of people haven't been into Phillies baseball for a while and now there are a lot of people into Phillies baseball again, and Which people is great. people want to react right <laughs> Which away. Is great. It's not football. You it's gotta not to give football. it a chance, and, and
0: I, I think I think what some people misconstrued like breakout Pavetta doesn't mean he's gonna turn into like a two five like superstar. Like that was never was, we got a little facetious with it with like Ace and whatnot. That was more in fun, having fun, in jest. But like. Uh, like the the a breakout can be a three two era and still have his like because he's not a finished product like he's just not um, so I think some people took breakout by that as like this guy's going to be Aaron Nola level ish um, and I he's just he's not there yet and I
2: I am very frustrated in the lack of the third pitch I I'm, which which is what you call I mean that was we joke about it and stuff but that was always your reason for the breakout yes. you you always said. If to, if Pavetta can develop that third pitch, he will break out. Yes. So he does need that third pitch to break out. And I
0: just I just don't know what he did all off season. <laughs> like, <laughs> what were we doing, buddy? Like Zach Eflin came back with two different sliders of, or a foreign curveball and better feel for a change up. And Pavetta looks kind of the same. And I, I just I just don't know I don't totally know what he did. I don't know what he did this offseason. I think he's throwing a little bit harder, which is good, but um what was interesting is on the broadcast. They're talking about how, uh, in the first start, he didn't have his legs underneath him, and he felt like he was just a little tired. And I wonder if he's going through a little dead arm period, could, could which, be. which could be going, which could be happening. Because um, especially
2: know, after the good spring, you know, look good there. That could be. probably... You hard. see that a lot. You see that a lot with pitchers where they'll have a dead ball period early in the season after spring training where they're getting their arm right and all that. So, yeah. So I mean, look, um, Chris Sale's going through it right now. Well, Chris Sale might I, be might be more of a worry. Can I just can I just say something? Uh oh. We got a Chris Sale take coming. here?
0: That. Contract is going to be horrible. It's going to age real bad. Horrible. That guy's got maybe a year left of being wow. in a good That'd pitcher, be an ace type. Like guy. he is just—he's just done. He's throwing eighty-nine now. I know. It's bad. It's not good. He's going to be the new Chris Davis. Wow. I'm just kidding. We'll Chris Davis bad.
2: Oh for oh his for oh last four. forty-four. How hard is that to do? You would think by luck the ball would drop in. Oh, no, wait. You strike out every time. It doesn't happen. Yeah, he physically- 0 for 44. He's about to break the record. The record is 0 for 46.
0: Was that guy making him $25 million a <laughs> no. year? No. Not no. even close? Oh, that's
2: the worst contract ever. Maybe. It's,
0: it's, for a team as small as the Orioles to have to be paying basically, like, they're paying what Ryan Howard would look like right now.
2: Yep. <laughs> like And and Davis is worse. Like Howard was bad, Davis is worse than ever. Well, Howard no, that's what I worse. mean.
0: Like Ryan Howard's swing in the gender reveal was probably better than Chris, <laughs> <laughs> than Chris Davis right now. So It was. Like uh, by the way, congrats to Ryan. Shout out. A uh, pretty good gender reveal even though I I really dislike every single gender reveal party.
2: I hate them. <laughs> you I didn't have one, them. did you? No, of course not. You, Absolutely not. You were not. a man
0: and said, I'm not going to oh, do of this? Of course
2: not. Well, we waited to find out anyway, but we would have never, ever done that. Ever. <laughs> it's just not my thing. I'm sorry to anyone who's done it. No no shade. I
0: it's might, not my thing. I might have a baseball filled with whatever and throw it somewhere. That might be my gender reveal.
2: Okay, so now you're in on the gender reveal. No, I'm not. Okay. <laughs> Alright. Back to baseball. So, Pavetta, you're... So, Again, it's only two starts, but yeah. you're slightly concerned, you would say.
0: I I'm just concerned that he's the Pavetta of last year and he the, the lack of the changeup has been really frustrating. Like, that should have been the only thing you worked on this offseason was working on that changeup because your other stuff is legit good. And now guys can just tee off on 96. Like, they, they, because he hasn't really been great at locating his curveball his first two starts. And now guys can just tee off on, on, on his fastball, which has been getting hit around a lot. Like, there's been a lot of hard contact off of Pavetta because he's not really fooling guys because he doesn't have that third pitch. Like, that's, that's, I'm frustrated. Um, but, I think, that obviously, the talent is still there, and everyone knows that.
2: And the run support has been there, as they certainly put yeah, up helps. some runs for Nick. Running Jake Odorizzi in the first inning. Five, well, how about, how five about, how about in Baldelli first?
0: coming out to the mound, and Odorizzi is like... I'm sorry.
2: Like, <laughs> I know. He's like, I didn't have
0: it today, yeah. man. It's, it's like, not
2: um, bad day. Sorry. Yeah, really sorry. And and look, Jake Odorizzi is not a good pitcher, but he's not a horrendous pitcher. I mean, the guy has had success in the major leagues. It was a nice showing from the lineup in that game.
0: Yeah, I mean, the lineup is just—it's relentless, man. Yeah, I it mean, is relentless. Here's the thing. Here's the thing is that like JT Romuto hasn't even turned into JT Romuto yet.
2: He's batting like 170 or whatever,
0: <laughs> and, and Cesar is batting 179, and if, and like Andrew McCutchen's only batting 241, but. I just every day I wake up and I've got a
2: 400 OBP. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Every day I wake up and I and I thank the rest of baseball for just gifting
2: us. AMB. I can't believe how good McCutcheon looks. I can't believe how good he looks. I mean, he has not looked this good since Pittsburgh. And I know he was better in New York last year. I watched a lot of Yankees games last year. He did not look this good. Well,
0: he's driving the ball the other way. He's actually putting solid contact on the ball. And the thing that I've been most most impressed with is obviously we know he's a great leader all that stuff but I think his I think his base running is contagious like his base running is otherworldly
2: he's so good it, it it's so professional he's such a professional he's base a pro, runner an absolute and pro and it's the angles he takes it's you know he's always hitting on the inside of the bait. like it's it's Textbook. It's exactly how you te- you're you taught to run the bases in Little League moving forward. It's like, this is how you run the bases. Andrew McCutcheon does it perfectly. And the reads are perfect. He's got such a good feel for it. It's really impressive.
0: Gunned down a guy the plate yesterday. He
2: does everything, man.
0: It really... Uh, he does it's, everything. It's a, it's, a, it's a little bit different than Reese Hoskins in left field, uh, having Andrew oh, McCutcheon no. up there. It's basically the same thing. There was like two balls in the area to start where I was like, there's no way Reese gets to that.
2: By the way, can we just call out the people who thought that Reese Hoskins would be as good a defensive first baseman as Carlos Santana? Right. That was a... very Wrong.
0: Very wrong. <laughs> so and wrong. Also, Carlos Santana's batting 444.
2: Santana's been good back in Cleveland. He's yeah. home. He feels good. But Reese is a bad first baseman, man. Yeah. We need the DH. I know you hate I it. I mean, I hate it, but yeah. I know. But Reese is like the Quinta. He's Edgar Martinez. Put him at the DH and let him rake.
0: He does rake,
2: though. He ra- he's back. All right, let's get well, to that. Had, and then he- we'll get to the to f. Flynn and Arietta and all that. But Anything else in front? I mean, there
0: wasn't really anything else. No, they just
2: put up runs. I mean, ho-hum, the, another,
0: uh, Adam, another Morgan. Adam Morgan. Another
2: Adam Morgan. Adam Morgan breakout is real. Where's my mentions for the Adam Morgan breakout? Adam Morgan looks really good. Really good. Like, that slider is a f- weapon. Like, that is a weapon pitch. Like, the ability to go multiple versions of that slider from the same arm slot. And as you've talked about, to go from, like, four inches to six to eight or... 6 to 8 to 10, whatever. Yeah. That is a weapon.
0: No, it's great. And he like he comes in on Sunday, and it's just three straight to Eddie Rosario. And Redi- and Rosario just, just pops done. it up. And, and that was a it's...
2: huge spot. I mean, that was the spot in the game right there.
0: Yeah, no, I think he's been... I just think... I, I'm looking up his usage right now because I just want to make sure or something. But, like, um, using that slider more and more, like, that's something that's I mean, right now, him and...
2: Wouldn't you, I, I think this you, is what, this you, what I was looking for. You have to say real quick, you would have to say that right now, Pat Nieshek and Adam Morgan are the two best pitchers in this bullpen right now.
0: It's not even really a debate. Bar none.
2: I mean, uh, Norris, well, you could put it in there. He's pitched really well since that op- the opener. Uh, Nicasio's been good. Nicasio's been good, but those two have been lights out. So, I feel most confident when Nieshek and Adam Morgan come in the game right
0: now. I mean, now. always good. Th- so, I think we have to preface why we don't love Nieshek Because, like, all right, so Nieshek won't take the ball back to back games. I know mm-hmm. he did it once this year, but that's an anomaly. And last year, he was all the leaks from the clubhouse about, like, Gabe Kapler. And, and the
2: year before with mccannon too
0: i know like he just has this track but now apparently he's all in on being a team guy thanks pat also, welcome to like the program all the
2: baseball card stuff like just google pat neshek and baseball cards and you'll see some of the stories where it's just like it's like just because you're a major league baseball player you think that other major league baseball players are required to give you their cards or sign their cards it's a weird thing he's a weird dude yeah that's fine he's a great pitcher great so, pitcher all good bro
0: yeah we've I have no qualms. We're in on Pat Neshek. Yeah, he's very good. We're good on he's him. He's never my issue. No. Just he's a, an interesting I guy. I do not
2: want to hang out with him, All right, That's it. It's okay. He's a great um, pitcher.
0: Keep pitching. All right, so two things from Friday. Yes. Um, so uh, here's the one thing I was looking up for Adam Morgan. So Adam Morgan right now, his his usage of his pitches. He's throwing 40% sliders. Boom. Uh he's thrown only six percent four seamers, which is good because last year guys batted four forty four off of that. So
2: I mean when Jason Hayward takes it deep, yeah. you should just not throw it that. It does deep. seem like just a- retire the pitch.
0: Yeah. It's that bad. It was the first time Jason Hayward's caught up to a fastball since twenty twelve. <laughs> Especially
2: against a lefty yeah. too, which is not good.
0: Yeah, not a good look. No. Not a good look. But here's the thing that I think is interesting. So his slider what used
2: dumb GM gave Jason Hayward hundred twenty three million dollars. I-, I can't figure it out. Anyway, <sighs> keep going. Man, it's Jed just, Hoyer, that's who. was. Jed one, Hoyer, that's I can't, who it. Was.
0: I just can't wait till you wake it's up. Jed one day. Hoyer was no, the GM. Like, no, I was just
2: trying to remember the GM was. Mm, it was Jed Hoyer. He anyway.
0: was not that fraud. Theo. <laughs> it was not that fraud. He's the president. I don't. I don't care.
2: <laughs>
0: I really don't care. Uh, um, so the slider. So last year his slider usage was at forty two percent. Okay, but his fastball usage was at twenty one percent. A four seam fastball, twenty one percent down to six percent. So what he's using now is a sinker, which is up to twenty four percent of his usage, which is a it. it why would you not use that when it dips underneath lefties batters? Like that's your only job with it, and also f- and goes goes away to righties. So um, Adam Morgan looks great, Nisha looks great. Now Robertson, Robertson threw a, uh, a he threw a schoolless innings this weekend. Um and,
2: and got two thirds before Morgan came in to and they, save him. Right. And they
0: they, they they finally realized what he was doing wrong, I guess, was that he was breaking his hands too early and he's getting to the plate. He's basically just too early to the plate. And they had to get him slow down and, and make sure he stays back a little bit longer. Nice job. Thought,
2: nice job noticing that, Phyllis. Yes. Good job, Chris coach Young. Staff.
0: Chris Young found out the the Arietta arm yeah, slot. Yeah,
2: I'm 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 bullish on the early Chris Young report too. Yeah,
0: they seem to like him a lot. So, um, that's good if he, if you can get Robertson going. Um, I think Sir Anthony, I think he needs like uh he needs some uh, just long, not long relief, but like blowouts stuff. He needs to just come in. Come in and low leverage. Low leverage, right? yep, exactly. Low leverage situations because I think his problem is the same kind of problem that Robertson was having. I think he's opening up way too early and I think it's just throwing everything off out of whack. Like his slider's not moving that well. His... his Fastball isn't cutting as much. I think he's just a little bit early. I think he needs to stay back on his back a little. They're
2: switching to Sir Anthony now. Yes. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm it the took me a second. I was st- like, wait, is he still talking to Robinson? No. no. He said, okay, now so Sir I'm Anthony. Sir, now I'm a Sir okay, Anthony. I was going to wait for Saturday for Sir Anthony, but go ahead. Let's talk about Sir Let's Anthony. Let's jump ahead to Saturday, Sir Anthony. Well, oh, Friday night's done now. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we'll go backwards. Sir Anthony, then Arietta, Sir Anthony. Sir
0: Anthony. So my thing with Sir Anthony right now is I think he's opening up a little bit too early, and I think it's causing all of his pitches not to have the same level of zip. Which has
2: been noticeable, and the movement at the end, the late giddy up, we talked about. Yeah, and they cut. We haven't seen the cut.
0: It all just flattens out. Like there's there's cutter movement to it a little bit, but it, instead of being the late last second cut, it's kind of cutting earlier.
2: Which is funny. The only time he's had that cut this season, they throw to first base on Reese Hoskins. The right. ball cut away from Reese.
0: Right. Although there, uh, I was talking. <laughs> I was talking to, to Ben Harris about this. And he sent me a video of of Sir Anthony Sir Anthony against the Braves on Opening Day, and it was like the cut, like it was a hard ninety eight. Mm-hmm. Acuna swung right through it. We haven't seen that kind of pitch from Sir Anthony just yet. Like everything, everything out of his hand right now is just flattening out at the wrong time. He, I think he needs to just stay close, stay back a little bit longer, and I think the zip will come back.
2: All right, Arietta, uh, seven innings, three earned, had that one rough inning, but at least to my eye, seemed to battle through some spots.
0: Yeah, I thought... I I was pretty encouraged by uh, Jake. Uh, I guess he said that that team is very aggressive, and he tried to get them out early and just throw pitches in the zone. I I thought that was the most comfortable he had looked. Um, I thought he was getting through his pitches. I thought that was very good. The one thing that was not great was that he had only one swing and miss all day, which... Not great, not good. No, I mean for no. ninety-four pitches, only had to, one guy swing through not it. Not great, especially it was like a. Yeah, I mean that was the it was the lowest he's ever had in his career. Wow, really? Yeah, it was one guy. It was that's like, not good. It was like a one point six percent It was like crazy. So uh, that's something to monitor. But I guess if he's generating soft contact, and, and if
2: that's the approach he went into the game with, saying I'm not trying to strike these guys out, I'm trying to get outs, which I possible,
0: think, I think that's a good development for Jake because
2: well, we talked about that last year. I think that's as a pitcher. Uh, philosophically, you need to be able to get strikeouts when you need them, but to go in and say, I want to use less pitches to get outs is a smart strategy.
0: Yeah, and I thought I thought he f- uh, filled up the zone a little bit. Obviously, the, the third inning was a little bad, but I think it just got away from him a little bit rather than he was, you know, Not really figuring it out because he, I mean, he pitched till the seventh inning, so he obviously had something going. Uh, I thought he looked comfortable. I thought he was finishing well. I thought he was. uh, I mean, he, he, I saw him hit ninety five a couple times, which I think is a good sign. And if 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 he wants to be like a, a ground ball pitcher that doesn't strike that many people out anymore. I think that's almost better than trying to nibble and try to get guys to chase because guys just aren't chasing any of this stuff anymore.
2: I agree, especially when he's got a great sinker ball; like he can get groundouts. That's yes. his bread and butter. So leaning into what your bread and butter is, I don't think is a bad thing for Arrieta.
0: I, I agree. So um, I, I was I was encouraged by Arrieta. I thought he was fine. The one the one swing and miss is definitely something to monitor.
2: All right, Sunday, and then we'll get into some other things from the weekend, and, and we'll look ahead. But Sunday, let's start with Eflin, Cy Eflin. Jack. Cy, Eflin? Cy Eflin.
0: The Eflin breakout.
2: What is going on, man? For? I mean, he's looked great so far.
0: Um, I would say that the first three innings on Sunday, he didn't look great. I thought well, obviously he
2: looked... the first inning he didn't, and then kind of settled yeah. in after.
0: The guy who pitched four through seven is a guy that can be like legit, legit. Like he Ooh. was, he was, it was, he was. He was, he was dotting like he was 95 like every left he faced he was getting up and under the hands and was actually running back a little bit and it was 95 just darts like wherever Real Muto was putting his glove Eflin was hitting it and going up in the zone and being able to pitch up in the zone with that 94 95 and then having all the pitches off of that like that is that is such good pitching like Eflin is Eflin is such a solid solid pitcher he is Awesome. Like i i I trust Zach Eflin. Wow. I trust Zach Eflin. Wow. And and I I don't think it's a a flash in the pan either because he's actually getting swings and misses. I think he actually has a plan of attack. And I just think his mechanics are finally all figuring it out. Like he's he is staying back just long enough to where it's it's the ball's coming out and it's hard for batters to pick up on. I thought I thought Eflin was great. The first three innings, I didn't think he looked that great. There was some hard hit balls off him, but four through seven, it was like. Just pounding the zone, soft contact, getting jam shots to righties. I thought it was I thought it was great. And obviously, he's throwing the two different sliders now. He's, he's mixing in his curveball even more. And the changeup, I feel like he didn't even have to use that much. one, Now, the one thing that I did want to bring up is that the one thing I'm mildly concerned about, um, not too concerned, but something that I want people to monitor, is his slider and his changeup are coming in at the same exact speed. Which isn't great when you're thinking about just eyes, like when a batter's eye, mm-hmm. because if they see it a little bit softer, like they're gonna stay back on and be able to hit it. So I would love for him to be able to get his his, his changeup in at like 84. So you want you want a seven to 10 mile an hour difference between your fastball and your changeup. So if he can come in at 84 and then have the slider at 88 and the fastball at 94, 95, I mean, <laughs> I mean, game over. It's freaking game <laughs> over. So um, he's just he's developing right
2: in front of our eyes. So more real than fluke is what you're trying to say here.
0: Yeah, I, if he's gonna pitch up in the zone, 94, 95, it's definitely more real. Wow, it's definitely more it's real. exciting because this is good. It, he, they he, need this. Like I, he looks, he looks really good, and I, obviously I like Pavetta. I think Pavetta's upside is definitely higher. Right. Um. And, but
2: right now, Eflin's pitching better. There's question about it.
0: And listen, man, he's just solid. It's six innings, seven innings of less than three runs. That's all i ask asked for out of Zach Eflin. And I think he can do that on a night-in, night-out basis.
2: All right. Uh, speaking of Eflin, Gabe Kapler. I yeah. thought he made a really yeah. great decision to leave Eflin oh, no, in the no, game I, there. Just in general, Kapler. I
0: thought you were talking about after the game when he said that he is a perennial Cy Young candidate. Did he
2: say that? Oh, wow. Well, <laughs> you know, that's old school game. He's still going to be a little he's, effusive about his guys. Yeah, he's still in there. But I... I mean, through eight games, and I know a lot of people are like, you know, he's just staying out of the way. I think that Kapler is...
0: He's not, though. He's
2: doing a much better job than people are giving him credit for. He's making every right move so far.
0: If Yeah, I- in a sense, he's staying out of the way, but I think that's more learning more about players' emotions than looking just at the spread street. So in that way, I think he's staying out of the way. But I don't, know, I don't know how you can watch this team every night and not see the decisions he's making from the uh, the bullpen. Maybe he left Sir Anthony in for too long on Saturday, but I think he has to he has to learn where he's at with Sir Anthony rather than when I mean, you're already down in the game anyway.
2: Yep. Yeah, you're a little bit more lenient with that,
0: right? And you have to see if your guy can pitch out of the situation. Sure. Um, but like pulling. Pulling Nola in the second Washington start, mm-hmm. being able to bring in Nick Williams off the bench. He's made really correct decisions at the bottom of the lineups to get hitters in there when the, when he knows the pitches are done. And everything he's touched so far has been really good. And I, I and really I think the clubhouse culture has been phenomenal. It's been
2: know? the biggest thing. I think that you can't give credence to the camaraderie and the you know celebrations and say, Oh, that's so great. And not gave, gave Kapler credit for that.
0: No, just I tot- can't. I totally agree. They go agree.
2: together. You have to give him. Them- he has to foster that type of clubhouse where people feel comfortable being themselves. People feel comfortable celebrating, and he's done that.
0: I think. Yeah, I just. I. I think that the, the clubhouse has been great. Um, he's letting these guys just be themselves, and I think that's the biggest part of of the early season camaraderie. Is like, do the handshakes, celebrate all you want. I agree. We'll go kick some ass. Like I think that's what he is. I think he's I think his motto in the clubhouse is have fun and kick ass. I think yeah. that's that's
2: I think it's a great motto. It's a sport, it's fun, it should be fun. Uh shout out to Gabe. One more thing from uh from Sunday's game.
0: I have one more Gabe thing too.
2: Okay, oh lay it on me then first.
0: There are six managers I'd rather have Ooh, than that's Gabe Kepler. it. Wow. Six managers.
2: Wow. So you're saying Gabe Kapler is the seventh best manager in Major League Baseball for all intents and purposes.
0: Get Joe Madden out of here. No interest in wow. Joe Madden. Wow, wow. <laughs> out on Joe Madden. So, Francona. Francona. You
2: have to take Francona over him. Bochy, I know he's retiring, but Bochi, Hall okay. of Famer.
0: Okay, I guess I'll put bochi in there. You
2: have to. I mean, okay. I know he's old school and stuff, but Bochi is an all-time great. Bochi, Cora, Francona, I agree. Hinge, Cash. Yeah, I agree with those five for sure. I mean, Cash is the most underrated. Cash brand. is unbelievable. Cash is might be the best manager in the game right now. I mean, and he's I would,
0: awesome. I would put Kapler right there. I like that. I have That's an no,
2: interesting list.
0: I don't. I like. I like him better than Boone. I don't like David Roberts I at all. I think Boone stinks. I don't, I don't think Boone's good. I think David Roberts is a, a product of his of his team. Out yeah, there. I'm not
2: a huge Roberts guy. I think he's fine.
0: Oh, I'll put him. up. I'll, I'll have Craig Council I have ahead of him.
2: Mm, I like Craig Council. He's fine. Bub Black. No, no. Solid interest. manager, but Both. I agree with you. But I like Bub Black. I think he's underrated. But I, I agree with you. This is interesting. I, I got to actually take a look and I'll come back with where I would have him, but I like that a lot.
0: I'm all in. I think, I think of all the leaps guys have taken this year, I think Gabe has taken the biggest leap from year Ooh. one to year two. Because he's just, everything, I know obviously the talent is there. Obviously the talent has is, is, is leapfrogged this team from an 80-win team to where they are now, which is a 95-plus probably win team. But the, 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 the clubhouse culture... I think that is something that players are going to want to come in and play for. Uh, It seems like he has his guys back. It seems like he's he's tying in the emotional side of it. And listen, the guy gives a crap. And like when I watch Rocco Baldelli all weekend, be asleep at the wheel. Mm -hmm. When I watch Dave Martinez, who is a freaking disaster, like do his thing, and and then I see Gabe, and like he says, he he literally said in an article like two weeks ago that the the thing I had to learn in year one was that there's not enough time in the day to like figure out everything, I'll take that in my manager. Me if my manager, too. If my manager... Oh, he cares?
2: Wow, that's that's rough.
0: But yeah, well, going from Pete Buchanan to him is a, oh. is a big difference. But, but, like, Gabe gives a crap. He's smart, and I think he has a really smart... Uh, I think there's a really smart coaching staff around him. I think Chris Young's smart. I think John Maley's smart, even though I get a little frustrated with him. Sam Fold is smart. Like, I just think that the, the I think right now he's so comfortable from year one to year two that it's just everything. Like, he, he's just got it. I'm in on game.
2: I, I am too. I love it. I'll take a list. I do think of the guys from last year, Corey, you mentioned. I think Brian Snicker might be a good manager too down mm. in Atlanta. I've liked what I've seen from him when I've watched the Braves. Opening play.
0: weekend, I was like, this guy's bad.
2: Oh, this opening weekend? No, did, like
0: no, Philly's opening weekend.
2: Right, this season you're saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he didn't have a great opening weekend, but in general, I've, I he's made some good moves. But regardless, I would take Gabe over him. All right, one other thing from Sunday, uh, maya culpa here because I believe either on the last podcast or the podcast before, I said I never needed to see Hector Naris pitch in the ninth inning ever again.
0: Well, Hector, <laughs> yeah, Hector. I mean Hector. But, I don't know. It's like closer. Let's go. It's like he'll look great and then he'll look bad yeah, and then he'll look great and he 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 permanently has deer and headlights look. He always looks afraid <laughs> to be in the ninth inning. So got it done. He did get it done. Good job. Hector. I'm with you. I... One two three two.
2: Okay. So are you all back into the bullpen? Where are you at?
0: Um, I think it's rounding into the form. I think it's rounding into form. I think I think Morgan. I think it's sustainable with his with his sinker and and slider. I think Neshek's always going to be solid. I think Robertson's getting better. Like I think I think the first week was just a disaster um, from that standpoint. But I think Sir Anthony. He just needs like a low leverage situations, maybe some flat grounds, uh, some film work, and obviously the talent's all there to be ridiculous. Just, just, he needs a, he needs a little breather.
2: All right. Couple things surrounding the action. We mentioned it before. Uh, not worried about Reese's shoulder anymore, I'm guessing.
0: No, guess we're not. We're not. Well, we're he, good. Saw, he saw 78 pitches this weekend. He
2: was awesome this weekend. He was awesome. He was the best player on the team for the weekend.
0: Well, yeah, and that, that at bat yesterday, he hits, he hits the home run. And that was just a it, great
2: piece of hit, man. It was, it was nine pitches. It was a great pitch, too, that he hit out of the ballpark. Yeah. That was a really low and outside in the strike zone, like a really nice pitch. And he just went and got it, man, and it just carried.
0: Yeah, his barrel just stays with his zone so long that he's able to just launch everything. I mean, the pitch
2: he fouled off before was a much better pitch to hit, and then he still Went down and got the next one, right? And the, it's a great at bat.
0: That was the that was the most fired up I've ever seen Reese. Me
2: too, man. He was jacked up, and it was a big spot, big hit. Yeah, and I off think, a really good pitcher. Yeah, Barrios is one of the best pitchers, in, like one of the best young pitchers in baseball.
0: Yeah, he he is he he's, he's legit. He's kind of what I think Sixto is going to be, which is kind of sad. Sad, but
2: he's bigger than Sixto, though. Yeah, he
0: is bigger than Sixto, which is something saying something because Barrios is not that that tall. No,
2: but Sixto is that little.
0: Is it Barrios or Barrios?
2: Barrios. That one I feel confident. By the way, mea culpa again. <laughs> mea culpa. I was wrong. It's Tyler Naquin, not Tyler Nakin. Yeah. That's my bad. Still better than pseudo suedo though. Get off my case, okay? That's a real word. <laughs> All right. We um, don't do real words, we only do baseball <laughs> words, do and baseball. that's what I'm good for. All right. A couple more things I want to talk about from a roster perspective. One is kind of starting to get discussed. Cesar Hernandez. Yes. Not the best start to the season. He's been fine. You know, obviously, 180 something average, but he's helped. He's gotten on base, but. Is it time? Is Scott Kingery your starting second baseman soon?
0: I think he, I, I don't think it's a bad idea to get Kingery some starts this weekend or this week, beginning of this week. Um Cesar is just struggling and I think Cesar's a good player, but here's what is the worst thing that could possibly happen from Kingery playing this week? Like the worst thing that happens for Cesar is Kingery takes it and runs with it. Mm-hmm. But from a Phillies' perspective, that's a good thing. So, like, I think there's only positives that can come from this. One, it gives Cesar a little bit of a breather, lets him calm down and, and get into the swing of things. And two, if Kingery goes out and proves that he is worth of the the contract they gave him last offseason, then you have your second baseman. Like you have your guy that can you can actually grow with Gene Segura and and whatnot. So I don't see the downside in in replacing Kingery or replacing Cesar with Kingery. I think it's I think it's just a, a decision right now. Give Cesar. I mean, they the off day Thursday. Um, give him a little bit of a breather. And and if Kingery takes it and runs, then that's a good thing. It's a good thing all around. So I, I, I am pro Cesar. I think Cesar is a good ball player. Um, not playing well right now. That's a bunch of soft contacts to the right side. Um, I, I I don't think it'd be the worst idea in the world to get Kingery some playing time.
2: Yeah. I I look. I'm I'm there too. I think that you need to start mixing Kingery in. To begin with, you have to figure you have to figure out what, what he has. Is. and and look development wise, all that type of stuff, and and look this team is trying to win baseball games this year. This is not a development year, but at the same time, they can do both. Yeah, it's balancing. It's exactly right. It's balancing those things, and it's also that this organization clearly believes in Scott Kingery. They gave him that contract last year for a reason. One year at twenty four in the minors that are in the majors that was not a great year. Isn't gonna change that for them. That's not that's not gonna make them be like, oh, we were wrong. This guy stinks. Right. It's not happening. They still believe in Scott Kingery long term. So eventually, they're gonna have to figure it out. They're gonna figure out whether he's your second baseman of the future or not. And I agree. I think look, Cesar's struggling. I I think it's an. I, I'm not saying start Kingery every game this week, but give him a couple starts at second base. Mix him in there. That is the position you want him at.
0: Right, so, and you're you're putting him into a pretty low leverage situation. Yep. I mean, if you're, I mean, last year he was viewed as a guy that had to help take this team from one level to the next. Yeah, now he he's had just big
2: time expectations. Last right, right. Year.
0: Now he's just a, a a cog in the machine. And and if you can, like, what's it, what's really going to be the difference between having Kingery in your seven hole and Cesar in your seven hole right now? Like, there's not going to be that. on base
2: percentage. That's about it.
0: Yes, the on base percentage. Yeah, I, I agree. It. But he should be able to get pitches down there. And
2: I think Kingery's a better fielder than Cesar at second base too. Not that, I,
0: that that's a huge and a way better base runner.
2: He's a oh well, significantly better base runner.
0: Yes. Why does Cesar... He, he keeps stealing with uh, a runner on first. Uh, I would say one out, and he'd be like, he'll be on first base, one out, and he'll try to take second, and then leave first base open. And Franco he takes. it. He Keeps
2: doing it every time. It's like they're clearly going to walk him. What are
0: we doing here? Right. And then, I, mean, I understand, turns the pitcher over, but you're taking the bat out of Franco's hands where he can do some damage. It's yes. not not the greatest thing in the world. I agree with you. So I'm just like, ah, what are you doing? Relax, Cesar. Um, But Kingery, I'm still bullish on Kingery. I don't think he's as great as he was pegged out to be last season. Um, But I I just want to see what he can be. I want to see what he can do. If he takes this and runs with it, it's a way better thing for the future of the Phillies. And once the Cubs collapse, like they will because they have a bad GM and a manager on the hot seat, then they can steal Ben Zobrist to the deadline.
2: (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) How am I supposed to respond to that? By the way, Caesar does give you a switch hitter off the bench, which is nice, too, from that perspective. It's always good to have someone. A little more versatility on the bench. Right. Speaking of which, roster crunch coming up. Yeah. Roman Quinn. So what is it, like 14, 15 days left before they have to make a decision? Somewhere in that range, I believe, until the rehab assignment is up. Out of options. Aaron Altair, out of options. So the way I see it, it's either Quinn or Altair or... They decide to go with a more conventional roster construction approach, and they have five bench bats, and they keep both. How mean, do you I'd, see this shaking out? Are you nervous? Aaron Altair. Not good, Jack.
0: So good. He's, an, he's, he's, he's out of options. I know.
2: Aaron Altair could be on another team in a month.
0: Yeah, I think he's going to be in the Diamondbacks in a month. Or so like, he, or so like you think Giants. that's
2: the way it goes? Yeah, I, I just think that... I mean, look, I think they give Quinn a spot if he's healthy and he's back.
0: I almost think that they... Like, Altair... Even if he turns out to be good, there's not really a spot for him anyway. Right. Um. So, and I think they like the kid, and I think that they
2: want to give him a chance. You think? Right.
0: And give him a chance in a fresh start on a bad team and see what he can do. Like, go to the Diamondbacks. We're actually raking, and Adam Jones somehow has four home runs. <laughs> Christian Walker. <laughs> yeah, out of nowhere. Well, he's he's, uh, he's a he's a Southeastern Pa high school legend. Is he so, really? Yeah. How about that. Yeah. Went the South, knowledge. By went you. to South Carolina and raked. I heard a lot about him growing up. I so that's imagine. the only reason I know. Yeah. Never faced him though. Probably would have taken me yard. Um, <laughs> a yard. That was
2: a moment of realness right there, Jack.
0: Uh, well, it's funny because there's this guy on the Mariners named Joe DiCarlo who's like a minor league pitcher now. But when we were 13, he took a ball like 330 off me.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so
0: it's just like, hey, it's all it's all coming back <laughs> to me. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, Altair, I think he deserves a fresh start. Uh, it's not going to work out here. Um, and they have Nick Williams who can be the power guy at the bench. And then Roman Quinn, like, O'Doubles playing too well. Oh, Roman Quinn's not that good anyway. No. Roman Quinn is a, a is a is a, he's a a fine end like a bench he's bat. He's a
2: perfect bench guy. We talk about this all the time. He can bat, he's a switch hitter for you. so You have multiple options there. He can run, he can field. He's a perfect bench guy. He's exactly what you want out of a bench guy.
0: Yeah, I think he's just been so overrated by a lot of people because he came up and had a fast little start, but
2: and for so long we heard so much about him.
0: Yeah, but Abdul's playing well. You you can't you can't take Abdul out of the lineup just, right now.
2: I 100% agree with you. My bigger worry is that they decide to let Altair go, bring Quinn back, and then Quinn gets hurt again, which will happen. So well, you can't trust them. That's for sure. Right. <laughs> so so if you make that decision, you DFA Altair. I mean. Why wouldn't why wouldn't you send Ramos down or something like that? Why wouldn't you go with the bigger the slightly larger bench and give up on a pitcher especially when you could do so much gymnastics with that from a week to week basis and you can move guys up and down and all that? Well, why? Well, I guess
0: like do you really need 3 bench outfielders when you have guys that play pretty much every day?
2: No, I don't know if you do or don't, but we've seen instances already where Andrew Knapp has had to pinch it and by the way, Andrew Knapp's still <laughs> on this team, Jack. Well, what do you want him to do? I want him not to be on this team. <laughs> oh. Drew Batero, What happened to that guy? Debbie, I'll take anybody. Debbie Gruyan? Who's your who's the triple A catcher? Bring him up. I mean Aaron I I can't do Andrew Knapp anymore. I can't do it.
0: He he really I hate it. I hate it. He's like a high school hitter.
2: He is he's such a bad hitter. Like he is an epically bad hitter.
0: Yeah, it's 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 like, yeah. It's like having Freddie Gallus be a shortstop for the entire season.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: basically what it is. Yeah, I I I never liked Andrew Knapp. Gillio loves Andrew Knapp. I can't really? explain it. Yeah. Wow. It's sad. I didn't
2: think anybody did.
0: Well, he just thinks he's a has a good eye at the plate. Oh,
2: come <laughs> he's on. He's a good
0: OBP guy. No
2: wonder Gabe wants him on the team. Yeah, side. well,
0: Gabe, Gabe will never let Andrew Knapp leave. Hey. Nappy! Na- maybe he's a great clubhouse guy. Uh-huh. Nappy. Maybe that's what he
2: is. Uh-huh.
0: Culture guy. Um, I don't know. It just, that's, that seems like a huge bench. And if, the, if they're not going to get at bats anyway because this lineup's too loaded, it's like, eh, I don't know. I'd rather have the pitcher up here.
2: That's fine. I'm I'm I could go with Finding way. a way to keep I'm Aaron not, yeah, on the I'm roster not, yeah, and I, I appreciate look at, that. How am I the one who's arguing to keep Aaron Altair? But because on the I want roster. I want my you beautiful want butterfly to blossom. You want the best. Yeah, all right. I need, I need wow, that t- is really altruistic of you. This is a. Uh,
0: yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's not been what I was expecting from,
2: from Jack, it's all about me, Fritz. I wasn't expecting yeah. that. Yeah. Well, you know,
0: sometimes you gotta give back and and <laughs> with Aaron Altair, it's time for him to just go go be on his own. Go spread those wings, Spread Butterfly. those
2: wings, Aaron.
0: In San Francisco. Fly
2: away, brother.
0: Yes. San-
2: Prove me right somewhere else. All right. Uh, big series coming up. I mean, it's hard to say any April series. Is a big series, but... Remember, remember
0: last year was like, Arietta needs to step up tonight. Biggest series in... Biggest ten-
2: series in... It, but now it really is like, again, these are the biggest series in 10 years or whatever. And boy, I, like, I like to go how with about How about prelatives? the
0: crowd just being back like this weekend? Back. Like it was... Every game Dude, was there were
2: like There were like 15, 20,000 people who stayed through a freaking rainstorm to watch baseball.
0: Yeah, that was a horrible night.
2: That was, it was, I felt uncomfortable watching it on my TV and I see all these people there. I was like, awesome. And the Phillies, shout out to the Phillies for doing right by them, offering them a ticket to a game later in the season just for hanging out.
0: Yeah, that's cool. That's, that, that's, that is cool.
2: That's getting it. That's understanding your fan base and and being cool. So shout out to the Phillies for that.
0: Oh, it did give me uh, a lot of 2016 flashbacks. I did not appreciate the, the empty crowd. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, but you know, you can't blame them at the same time. I know. Either.
0: But I had gotten so used to these big crowds. We were already there. It was you know what's great. great. You
2: know what's great? The, why did you go 2016 Flashbacks and not, I don't know, last season? Yeah, I don't know. 17, <laughs> 16. Well, 16 is when they lost... Uh, I know, but it was equally empty last yeah. year. Well,
0: whatever. Um, <laughs> well, because because twenty sixteen doesn't seem that far ago. that long ago? Sure. Even that was like three years ago. Yeah. Um, isn't it, isn't it great? Like waking up every day and being able to watch the Phillies at seven. Now
2: it is the greatest thing in the world.
0: It's like, such a great feeling. Well,
2: especially because I had to watch them when they were bad anyway, and it's just so much more fun to like look forward to these games yeah. and think about. Oh, my team is so fun to watch. Um, all right. So speaking of which, this series. It's a, Pretty big series. Nat's coming into town. Velasquez gets the ball tonight. Yay. Aaron Ola tomorrow. The human rain delay tonight. Okay. So let's... All right. We all know how we feel about Vince Velasquez. Fingers crossed. Who knows? Uh, I would bet the over
0: tonight. You have it's an the over unders nine. You're talking
2: on time because I would too. Bet the over on it being well, a long start, ass yeah, game. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, they start every game late, and then they also have Velasquez on the mound. And so. then the
2: lineup, which is a great thing, they grind. But man, they play some long baseball games. And then Velasquez on the hill. Yo, not here's cool.
0: here's the funny part. I don't wake up in the morning, Vince. Here's the thing: is that no one cares anymore because they're a good offense. <laughs> it's true. Like last year it was like, oh, this is painful. They're grinding out at bats and not doing anything with it. Now they're grinding it's out at bats, point. and they're it's act- a lot
2: easier to hang with.
0: Like no one cares that the games are. Three hours now because they're actually a good offense. Baseball's so, dead, Jack. Yeah, baseball's dead. No one cares about it. Stop talking about it. Um, but it's clearly the second most popular team in the city. In the Sixers don't matter. No one cares about the Sixers. <laughs> 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 all
2: right. So, what are you looking for in this series here? Uh, I'm assuming Nola. We talked about Bavetta. What are you looking for? We know Velasquez. We're gonna cross our fingers and pray. Yeah, we'll see with Velasquez. Nola, what are you looking for tomorrow from Nola? Or yeah, tomorrow from Nola. It's a N- big spot.
0: Nola, for me, Strasburg,
2: it's a it's a big matchup.
0: For me, with Nola, it's all about where's the location of his, of his pitches. I mean, the, the, that was something that was so interesting about the Washington start last time was that it, he didn't have the location of his fastball, which he always has. He didn't have the movement on his fastball, which he always has. And he he was trying to throw off speed pitches, and they weren't even close to the zone. Like he was just, it was a it was a very strange Aaron Nola start. He walked five guys in his first game. He walked. I don't know how many in the, in the Washington game. I think like three or four. Very uncharacteristic. I want to see Nola have a, have a bounce back performance. And I'm interested. I'm interested to see how this offense does against an elite pitcher like Strasburg. I mean, they've gone against two elite elite pitchers so far in Scherzer and Barrios and. I would say the Barrios, whatever his freaking name is, Barrios, Barrios.
2: This one I feel pretty confident, Barrios. Oh, I forget
0: because this I'm in my head because I used to say Barrios a lot, yeah, And then Berrios. I heard Fransky this week, and I said Barrios. I'm pretty sure. Did he really? So like, I, but I forget. Like I have this little, mo- I forget kind of what he said. So I'm now I'm just now I got like, mush in my head. But he, uh, like he he carved him up. Like he was he didn't even th- he didn't
2: throw his changeup. No,
0: like he was a fastball curveball guy, and his changeup is legit good. So I'm interested. I'm interested to see how they battle against an actually good pitcher um, who
2: looked great. Against the Mets
0: the other night, he looks great when he's Stras- healthy. Yeah, when
2: he Strasburg looked awesome. I think nine strikeouts and six. He looked really good against the Mets the other night.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. So uh, I'm interested, I'm interested to see what they do against a good a good starter there. Um, but-
2: also interesting to see Nola go up against a team that just. You know, beat the crap out of him a few days ago.
0: It's good. It's good bounce back start for him. You know, when sometimes when you face that team, you want to get back out there again and kind of uh, get get past your demons a little bit. And I tell you what, they really they got a good draw this weekend or this week. I mean, you have Annabal, Strasburg, and Jeremy Hellickson. Yeah, are you kidding me? You don't get Scherzer? you don't get Corbin. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yes, please. It's a big win. It's a big win for us. And then uh, obviously Wednesday you have uh, Pavetta versus Hellickson. Okay. How many home runs for Bryce this weekend? This week,
2: two. You're talking just in this first series, yeah? Right? First series, two.
0: Cool. I'm saying.
2: I was gonna say over under two and a half. So under, but that's a lot.
0: That is a lot. Of I mean, come on. I know.
2: I think he hits at least one off Alexson.
0: He's gonna hit that. I mean, I think I could hit him. On my he might hit two off Alexander. I mean, well, and that bullpen. Dude, the Nats bullpen is a How
2: about tire Tre- fire. Trevor Rosenthal, the first pitcher ever. To not retire one of the first nine hitters he faces in a season. still it's impressive. Still
0: has an infinity. <laughs> pretty impressive. Yeah, right. Trevor Rose it's
2: I mean, a bad bullpen. Other than Doolittle, they got nobody. Oh, it's horrible. Yeah. I mean, Justin Miller sometimes is okay. Yeah,
0: but like Andrew Knapp like him yard last year. It's hard to take Justin. <laughs>
2: That's a just- good point. it's I- like an automatic <laughs> indictment. You suck. Like, Sorry.
0: Whenever I see Justin Miller come in, I'm like, eh. Nap took a yard last year, so that's so you stink. Yeah, so I never really buy into Justin Miller because of that one. But.
2: I think that's a really fair point. Yeah. plus the
0: nap barometer line. But
2: it is a great point to bring up that that this offense is going to crush bad bullpens. It is going to crush bad bullpens, so it is something to look for heading into games. All right, a couple fun things before we get out of here. Um, first and foremost, JT's walk-up song. Yeah. So I come out. give us a little sample. just no, I don't course. want to do it. You won't sing again, huh? No, no it, J- I, Jack is so. Uh,
0: I'm not doing it at the end of the podcast. Jack my,
2: is so uh, scarred from his first cords, appearance my vocal singing cords on this. Are podcast. already very tired so anyway, from doing this podcast. Jack's singing this bad song uh, that is apparently <laughs> JT Romuto's walk-up song, and I was like, "Oh, is it some terrible country song?" Turns out, no, it's some terrible Christian rock song. Right. Either way, it's a bad song. It's not a bad song. You don't listen to. But Jack it. is all right with it because this is his argument. JT's his catcher, so he supports the song. So I ask you, High Ops Nation, do you like a song just because a Philly walks up to it? Cause I don't? That's not gonna make me change my opinion on a song. I'm not in on a song just because it's JT Romero's walk up song. Oh no. That no. just makes me think that my catcher has bad taste in music.
0: No, I always do it. Yeah, I, know you I do. mean <laughs> I mean I mean half the music is, is country anyway, and I love country music. Oh, so oh, of course that hurts your course. It's, it's the best. There's nothing there's no nothing better in summer than country music and beers.
2: One of those two things is true. I'm just saying.
0: Um, yes. unless, no, they're I 15,
2: will... unless they're 15% peers, then yes. it's just a bad idea.
0: Just don't do that before a Phillies game. <laughs> you, won't, you won't remember the 16. Six well, especially when ever. you're you know 40 like you and yes. have a kid.
2: Yes. Not great. <laughs> Not great. It wasn't great. All right. One other thing I was thinking about. Celebrations. How much effort do you think they put into these things? Because... Everybody's a lot. got individual things with everybody. I mean, I love the Bryce Hart. Like, how much time? I think about this a lot. Like when I was watching Reeves and McCutcheon do their little celebration after his homer the other day, I like how much time and effort do these guys? Are they? Are they just? Is it just natural? They like, oh, boom, 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 we got it. That's perfect. Or is this like hours of time spent and saying no, no, no? Let's do the three slabs and then we'll do the little shiver move and then what?
0: Handshakes are very hard to do.
2: That's what I mean. This is something it's coordinated. This well, is time and effort. How much time and effort would you say is put into this? Well, I
0: would say it's like you you go up to a guy and you you start figuring out the pieces of it and then once you <laughs> and then once you have the pieces together and then you practice it like Six times. I was I was actually surprised that Segura and Hoskins had it down so well because there was an Instagram video of them working on it together. Oh, really? Yeah.
2: Oh, I like that. I didn't know that.
0: Yeah. So they're working on. So it. So
2: they showed it. That's very cool. I like that.
0: Yeah. 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 So they're showing the little uh, the little uh, twirl thing at the end, uh-huh. uh, which ugh, was it in on. Oh, so in salsa dancer at Reese. I did so not, in s- did not see that coming. Um, but I uh, yeah, it takes. I would say it takes like a good hour hour and a half, two hours.
2: That's for each pair of yeah, people I mean gotta, and that's what I'm saying. You gotta I, plan out what I you're gonna do. I appreciate that. That yeah. is time well spent yeah, as far well, as I'm concerned. I mean, there's but nothing. I always think about it because I always think it's like it just happens for us. We're just watching it and these celebrations are there and they happen. I think about the time and the effort to well, And through. they're always perfect. That's what I mean. They're fun and each one's different. What do you think of the wave by the way?
0: Like the like When a wave. they get
2: on base, that's their new oh, thing I this year. It. Me too. Oh, I'm a fan it. of it. Because well, we talked about that last year with the thing they had. And then it's something that it seems like that's just something that is a part of Major League Baseball now. Yeah, you got to have Teams have, have one. their thing. I really like the Wave. Well, I think it's I just, fun.
0: I think it's fun because uh, I like doing it at the ballpark now. So I think I could see like a whole ball. I could see I could see Bryce Harper taking a jog out the right field doing the wave and then everyone doing the wave back there
2: That's pretty cool. Yeah. But I it's going like to take that. it's going to take
0: a little bit longer. Obviously everyone's watching now, but I would say that that doesn't fully catch on until like July.
2: All right. Anything else before we get to final thoughts? Um sure,
0: I'll just do it now. Um <laughs> sure, I'll just do it. Wait, is this your final thought? No, I have two final oh, thoughts, okay. but I'll do one of them now. Got you. That's good. Once again, I just think Watching Bryce Harper on Saturday, going back and rewatching the game, and and watching him uh, coming home on Friday night and sliding in and whatever. Like, Bryce Harper, I don't think, I don't know if he realizes it yet. He needed Philadelphia. Like Bryce Harper needed Philadelphia because he is playing so much harder. His his right field defense has been phenomenal. Yeah, like he's, he's getting all the right reads. He's like he's he tried to jump over Williams Ostadio on on Saturday, which was awesome. He made the heads up play on Friday night to get home and steal another run for them, sliding head first. That Just,
2: was very. That was a really heads up aggressive play.
0: We don't remember this, but he had this ball right field on or in the right uh, right center field gap on Saturday got a second base on it when buxton made a little misplay you're right we don't remember (laughs) i don't remember it yeah saw this morning for the first time got excited about it (laughs) um i just think i think he he needed philadelphia and i think it it's it's reached a new level i mean the guy's batting the guy's batting 370 something and has a 560 obp and like he's he's taking pitches he's driving the ball it's not all just home runs he's hitting for a high average at this point he's he he the Philadelphia fan base, I think, has energized Bryce Harper to, to help him reach another level
2: of his game. I think that might be your best take, Jack. It's a great take. I support this take. Thank, Thank you for you. blowing that burp away from me. Well, so here's the thing: is I am a, <laughs> I am a,
0: I am a recent. I, I for long have hated avocados, and I am now an avocado man. I, had avo- I
2: told you how great they
0: were. I had avocado toast for lunch.
2: Oh, welcome aboard.
0: Yeah. Welcome. It, it's truly phenomenal. I are I, I went out see, to- See,
2: all right, so y'all, this is this is when Did you just say y'all? I said y'all for the people <laughs> <out there. laughs> And I rarely say it, and I thought about should I say it and I went Never for it. again. Yeah, it's not gonna happen again. But <laughs> y'all, listen. I fought with Jack about this. I've had so many conversations, and Jack is one of those people who will say, I don't like it. Because I've never given it a chance, but I don't like it. And I said, just try it, Jeff."
0: I had had it before. And I didn't like it. I'm also now a cheeseman. He's not like cheese. <laughs>
2: uh, these are all great things. I'm
0: becoming slowly terrified that I might like wine. I don't want to like oh, wine. wow. I You're hate... growing no, more never, I No, i But I'm, I'm starting to like everything else. Like, what if I like wine? What if I like tomato? I hate tomato. Tomato is disgusting. What if, it's ch- what if I'm just changing too much? Wow. I don't what want to change if, too much. What
2: if these... these random things that I say I don't like because I really didn't give them a chance. I give a chance and I actually like. No, because cheese does smell bad. (laughs) Some cheeses smell bad. Not all cheese smells bad. Some cheese smells like nothing. I'm not a change guy. That (laughs) we know. I like to say exactly the same. That we know.
0: I mean, I, I'm really so excited man. about this,
2: man. I'm proud of you. Well, I, like good. I
0: went out on, we, we, Jill, we went to a Mexican place because I just wanted to get gu- guacamole. Ugh, and this place guacamole this is, is like, unbelievable. This
2: is like music to my ears yeah. right so here. that's
0: where I'm at. I'm, I'm, I'm now an avocado toast I'm man. I'm really happy about very that. very millennial of me. So was
2: that an avocado
0: burp? I used to hate coffee. I used to hate beer. I'm,
2: I'm learning. Look at you, man. I'm a
0: well-rounded man. I'm
2: so proud. One of these days, we'll be on the same page on everything, Jack. All Except right. for
0: the DH. Except for the DH, baby. That ain't going anywhere. Final thought. Um, my final thought is that Mickey Moniak is off to a scorching <laughs> hot start. He's batting three eighteen up in Portland, where I'm in my mind it's snowing and it's a blizzard, and he's still raking throughout a blizzard. Um, he is on fire. Drove a home run on Saturday and followed me on. I Twitter. was just
2: trying to say, wasn't there something else there? I get an all caps text from Fritzy. It's like Thursday or Friday. Losing his mind because Mickey Moniak followed him on Twitter.
0: Followed me on Twitter. Excited it's for now everybody. my only job in life to get him on this podcast.
2: <laughs> well, as it going?
0: Haven't tried yet. Yeah.
2: I don't want to be that guy that slides. Great slide, job, really. Slide. I
0: don't want to be like, hey, man, like, come on my podcast. This.
2: Good job. Thanks. He followed you. Had a, you have an in, and now you're like, eh. I'll get there. All right. My final thought. I'm uh, handing my final thought over to Devin Fink on Twitter. Great follow. Yes. You should follow Devin Fink on Twitter. Writes for Fangraphs now. Really bright guy.
0: Get this. I think he's like a Dartmouth like twenty twenty one guy. Like he's so young.
2: Not surprising at all that he's a Dartmouth <laughs> guy, though. He's clearly super smart. So, um all right. This is from Devin Fing on Twitter. Mike Trout has a twenty-five point six walk percentage and a seven percent K percentage after ten games this season. Pretty good, right? I mean that's pretty impressive. A twenty-five percent walk rate and a seven percent K rate. Kay. There is actually one other major league baseball player who has both a higher walk percentage and a lower K percentage than Mike Trout this season.
0: And that is Mike Alfranco. It's
2: Michael Franco. Shout out to Mikey.
0: Or uh Michael Franco, like like Mike Schmidt would say. <laughs> Michael. Like, come on, man. Like it's, say his name right. It's not that hard. It's Michael. Yeah. Michael
2: Franco. Michael Franco. Right. That's it. Michael Franco. Um, James Franco's brother and, and I, Dave's brother. They have a third brother.
0: And uh, while while Mike Trout is doing that and wasting the rest of his career there, let's look at the lineup around him. he's
2: gonna get five home runs in
0: four games, by the way. And they just does yeah. this sound good to you? Leadoff hitter Tommy Listella. <laughs> Tommy's got a job, huh? <laughs> Three hole hitter Justin Bohr. Oh man. Four hole hitter Andrew Alton Simmons. Five hole <laughs> hitter Albert Pujols, the corpse of Albert Pujols. Right fielder B Goodwin. Don't know who he is. B. Goodwin, catcher Jonathan uh, Lucroy, Brian,
2: Brian Goodwin, maybe, maybe
0: uh, catcher Jonathan Lucroy, who's three years still, removed from still being kicking, huh? to be from being good. Third baseman Zach Cozart.
2: You think he's psyched to be in Los Angeles?
0: Pinch hitter Peter Borges
2: <laughs> and Peter Borges still playing. Yeah, still, still for Peter Borges. I mean, my, my man it's has it's done crazy. a great job of hanging around. Baseball. And finally,
0: some left fielder slash third baseman, definitely left fielder today, D. Fletcher, David. That's what I was gonna guess. It is David Fletcher. So good decision, Mike.
2: <laughs> Way to go, Mike. You made that
0: decision because you get to play with Joe Adele, who may or may he not be. good. He
2: watches like baseball tonight or whatever. Any of these shows at the end of the night and sees all like the celebrations and he just cries by himself. Just sits there, tears streaming down his he's, face.
0: He's having such a good year.
2: He's been awesome already. Yeah,
0: like he he might be. He might reach another Mike Trout level.
2: He might be better. Again, he's walking twenty five percent of the time and striking out seven percent. Are you? F- and he used Did to have he? strikeout issues. The, it, well, that's the thing about Mike Trout is every year what he does is he takes the part of his game that is flawed or whatever, and he improves it. And now he doesn't strike out anymore. It's Super. crazy. It's
0: crazy. I mean, Drew Anderson struck him out, so how good really is he? <laughs> it's a great question. <laughs> Which is worse, getting struck out by Drew Anderson or Andrew Knapp hitting a home run off you? <laughs> oh, Andrew Knapp <laughs> Yeah, it's by run. far. Nothing is Drew close. Anderson might be okay.
2: Yeah. It doesn't matter. You could have said anybody, and I would have said Andrew Knapp hitting a home run.
0: I agree. All right, Justin Miller's trash.
2: Go Phillies! Phillies nats this week. Two out of three this week. I think they win two out of three, and then I think they sweep the Marlins down to Miami. I don't hey, know, man. Go. That
0: that Marlins staff is frisky. Marlins
2: staff, you excited? You're excited I for am. Thursday's pod, aren't
0: you? So we can or talk Friday. about. It. Oh yeah, 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 yeah.
2: Thursday's pod, we'll talk Pablo That's Lopez. In. We'll talk Sandy Alcantara. You'll be all excited. Or Alcantara, or whatever it is.
0: Kayla Smith, Trevor Richards.
2: You're psyched about this. Such a good staff. All right. Coming up later in the week, we'll talk Marlins pitching. How's that for a tease? That's a tease. All right, go
0: Phillies. I don't know how you don't tune in for that episode. (laughs) All
2: right, go Phillies. I'm Sal Fritz. We'll talk to you soon. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it.